Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of pro wrestling. I am your host for the evening. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. How you doing, Dalton? Doing good. I'm doing good. I'm recording with a whole new setup that I'm not used to, so we're only going to uh-huh. do we're only doing top guy shit tonight. This is it's it's a good setup. It's fine. Um the reason he's recording with a good setup is because we want Dalton on that good internet, which means uh, an actual Ethernet cable hardwired in. Uh, because tomorrow, we, well, we record this Thursday night. If you're listening to this Friday morning, tonight, uh, if you're listening to us anytime after that, you missed it. But the VOD is probably still up and you can watch it later. Uh, Dalton and I will be appearing on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games where we are interviewing the one and only Greg Miller. Uh, CEO of Kind of Funny, talking about wrestling, and I am so, so excited. Uh, you can watch that live. That is going to be Friday night at 5 Central Time, uh, so 3 o'clock Pacific Time, 6 o'clock Eastern Time. I'm not doing the rest. There's a lot more. There's other ones, but so matter. So many times. There's, a, there's weird zones of time. I don't like it, but that is... I'm... Tomorrow is going to be a very long day because I have to go to because working in the morning and I'm just going to be like <gasps> tired. I don't want to be here. I'm going to, I want to be doing the show, but it's how we're super excited. It's how I feel at every wrestling show where I'm like, all right, cool. We got to get everything set up. And I'm like, but I know what I'm supposed to be doing tonight. And I just kind of want to get to that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you're able to, we'd love for you to uh, check it out over at, like I said, that's twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. And uh, at 5 o'clock Central Time, Friday the 28th, and come say hey and talk to some other cool people because the Kind of Funny community is really, really cool. And then uh, on Saturday, this Saturday is already the Royal Rumble, and even though it's in St. Louis, I'm not going. Uh, You're not going either, are you? Hard pass, sir. (laughs) It's uh, it's a whole lot of people and a whole lot of money, Uh, So, uh, but I am going to be doing a twitch watch along so if you follow me on my twitch channel twitch.tv slash the five star man uh obviously i can't stream the actual rumble so i'll probably have like shovel knight or uh something up just so it's not just my face the entire time but uh you know we can talk about as you know as it's happening so uh i've done it for wrestlemania before i've done it for a couple other pay-per-views it's it's, it can be a good time so if you want to come in say hey talk about the show as it's going on uh, you are more than welcome to come say hi. But uh, speaking of the Royal Rumble, that is this Saturday. We've got the preview that we're going to do for you. And I genuinely like it's this one kind of snuck up on me because it wasn't until earlier this week that I sent you a message. I remember of just being like, hey, so uh, this week's show is going to be the Royal Rumble preview, isn't it? And then I went, uh, yup. <laughs> Apparently. Um excuse me, I am actually kind of excited for it because I know you don't follow WWE as much, but like this year, there's a whole lot of mystery going into it because there really isn't a 100% clear cut winner. Yeah. Like where it's obvious, like, you know, uh, Batista winning or, or anything like that. Yeah. And I'm going to, uh, I'm list or not listening. I'm going to watch this show in hopes <laughs> that this is a good hard reset for me because I stopped watching pretty much at uh, SummerSlam last year. Um, Mm -hmm. I just remember there was a really good match going on, 
and I just didn't care. And it had nothing to do with the people in the ring. It's just, I don't know, I think I was burnt out on WWE at that point. Because, like, I watch great wrestling all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, like, a triple threat match. And you were like, it was, like, the best match on the card. And I'm like, I fell asleep during it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I, yeah, I do remember and it, talking to you about it. And it's not the whole, I'm not trying to be the shitty, uh, uh, WWE sucks and AEW's way better. It's just... I am not entertained as much as I am whenever I watch other shows compared to WWE. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to invest the time into something that I'm not having fun with. Um, sure. I've kind of, I've been growing up a lot recently and that's one thing where I'm like, ah, I just don't want to watch it. And if I'm watching it, I'm going to be negative. So I don't want that negativity, but I am going to watch uh, Royal Rumble because we are getting into the road to WrestleMania. And this is usually like, this is playoff season for WWE. Um, and during playoff seasons, people will try, uh, interesting things and maybe things that's going to crack, grab our attention. So I'm hoping this is a good hard reset for me. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a good show. Like everything looks really good on paper. Um, some more impact for more obvious than others, but, uh, before we get into the full card rundown, we asked you over at twitter.com slash nerdiest part, what you thought of the royal rumble what your predictions were and we got some answers we're going to run through those real quick before we uh, do our deep dive uh starting with michaela minton so i think that dewdrop will take the title from becky i want seth to take the title from roman but that won't happen edge and beth will win brock is going to retain surprise entrance uh bailey and men the rock i know it won't happen but it's nice to dream uh, that would be that if he shows up at the royal rumble but not at the like survivor series please love us rock uh anniversary show they ran that would be absolutely hilarious they're gonna hope to do reverse psychology where they're like we're not gonna say his name once (laughs) (laughs) uh and that one guy the guy the dude with the egg um and then she goes on to say rumble winners women bianca and men johnny knoxville that would be amazing i would uh you know what they would have (laughs) they would have my uh view every week up to the maniacs i'd be like all right when's it changing uh, that would get that would get a viewer there whatever their uh, score is on the views I would be watching live at that moment. Uh, Dylan Hager, who actually I don't know if I told you this, um, I actually I finally got to meet him at CCW. He stopped uh, as I was walking up. He stopped me and introduced himself, and it made me so very happy. I'm so I got I, so bummed out I didn't get to talk to him at all because I mm-hmm. got put on a. You got you got rushed out like yeah. as soon as your match was done. I was on but click duty. A, that's a different. That's a different story. We'll 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 tell that story some other time. Yeah. Probably, maybe. Who knows? Uh, but his picks: Brock, Roman, and Becky retain. I think Lacey Evans will be a surprise in the women's match, and Johnny Gargano will be a surprise in the men's. Picking either Ronda or Bailey to win the women's, and uh, Kevin Owens wins the men's. I like those picks. So, um, but for the show itself, the full card. Uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. That was so rude of me. We actually had one more prediction no. that we needed to get. We don't have to uh, say for- it. From at Trishina G, my hot take will always be Natty to win, and I hope we see lots of Bella Busters just for Dalton. This is why I don't like friends. Uh, Trishina is somebody. She's somebody I trained with whenever we uh, both started wrestling, and uh, she started using the X Factor as her uh, finisher, which is a good. It's a good finisher. Uh, the X Factor is amazing. Uh, but anytime she used it, she called it the Bella Buster, and I don't know why that was such a boat of contention for me. But we literally had a yelling match backstage one time because of it. 
where I because you're a child, yeah, and you, Jer- you he did not induct his best friend Jerry Lynn into the Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame this weekend to get his sh- move called the Bella Buster. I censored what I was gonna say, and I'm are, very proud of myself. You are the worst. Uh, so going into the card, and pretty much everything is either a rumble match or a title match, and then we have a mixed tag team match, uh, which is Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on the Miz and Maurice. And this is, I mean, it's been, the buildup has been pretty basic, but like, I've enjoyed it. Um, the loaded, the brick in the purse shot was cool. I liked when, I liked Beth Phoenix's appearance at the last pay-per-view, like, just to kind of, you know, even the odds, so. I like the I memes. think this will be fun. The memes It'll be cool. coming out of it have been amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. The, uh, and it, it'll, it'll be cool for, like, Edge and, and, and Beth Phoenix to actually, like, have a match together and a moment together, so uh this one i think is going to be it'll it'll be fun um and now so where do i want to go uh the raw women's champion the raw women's championship to be defended becky lynch defending against dewdrop and this is one thing that i will be kind of critical for wwe because pretty much two of their championship matches are kind of muddled with this weird heel heel dynamic because this match is one where Becky Lynch is a heel, Dewdrop is a heel, but Becky Lynch is also more likable and the fa- and has had to work really hard to get the fans to boo her because everyone loves Becky Lynch. And then you have Dewdrop, who, which it's it's WWE, it's wrestling, it doesn't matter, but like hasn't won a match up until it got put into this feud, so like. There's not a whole lot of credibility there, but they're doing a decent enough job of like, oh, Becky can't get her up for the man slam, stuff like that. Uh, I think this match will be good, uh, but I don't think there's a chance that Dewdrop wins it. It's it's a shame that Becky Lynch only has that one finisher and nothing else has ever put anybody away that doesn't involve being lifted up. I'm going to yeah. watch it. I'm going to watch it, Asa. I'm going to try not to be <laughs> negative, but bruh. <laughs> uh yeah i mean but also just the weird heel heel dynamic which also kind of is what's happening for the wwe universal championship which sees roman reigns defending his title against seth freaking rollins because that is an official part of his name now it's not seth rollins it's seth freaking rollins you remember when they took last names away and we were like why would they do that? Now I'm like, <laughs> why did you add things? If you're going to add anything, can we give Biggie his last name back? We don't need to add a nickname in between. That's what, honestly, with how that title reign went, he should have cashed in to get the the last name back. It would have been way better for Just, him in the long run. Yeah, so. Uh, but this is another one where Roman Reigns, very clearly a heel. Seth Rollins, I'm sorry, in, on your camera, I can see your cat, like, playing with the door and like kind of closing it oh adorable my bad um sorry but and then you have seth rollins who's also a super heel who on raw coming over to smackdown to challenge for the smackdown title and it's like okay so but is he a face he's not doing face things and then when he challenged the usos to a tag team match and they're like fine yeah we accept you don't no one likes you you don't have a tag team partner kevin owens who is also a heel who just recently turned heel shows up and he's like, I like him. We're friends, which their dynamic is fantastic. Like I, it is very enjoyable to watch. Yeah. But it's just, it's weird that, you know, who are we supposed to be 
pulling for here, and it's in two separate matches. That tells me that we're going to have two white-hot baby faces win the Rumble. See, I don't know, because here's the deal. Over on the Raw side, the uh, WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar defending against Bobby Lashley. This is a match that I think everybody should be looking forward to. It's been something that we've wanted to see forever, really. Yeah. And I think it'll be this will probably be either like 45 seconds of intense amazingness or it'll be like five minutes of intense amazingness. But there's still the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns story where Brock Lesnar challenged him to a title for title match. So do we get a Lesnar Reigns another mania match? Or do we get the kind of like, I think it's definitely possible that one or both costs the other their match and their championship. And then that's where you get a Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match out of that. Like, let's say the, the Brock Lesnar match opens up the Usos or whoever Roman costs him the title. And then Brock enters the Royal Rumble and wins it to challenge Roman at WrestleMania. Like that is the scenario that I think will happen that or they both lose their titles and then it's separate. The championship matches are separate. So I understand what you're saying. And again, I'm not trying to be openly shitty. But this is that moment where they just start like ruining their own creations. Because like, yeah, I know that Brock is in the Rumble, right? No. Oh, he's not? I thought they put the world champions no. in the Rumble this year. Charlotte is. Charlotte oh. declared that... Charlotte declared herself for the Rumble because if she wins, she gets to pick her opponent. Okay, so, alright, I'll, alright, well then I'm gonna back out of what I was just about to complain about then. We're good. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I, I hope that happens then. What you said does make sense. I just don't like it that much. Oh, you mean you don't, see, and it's it's weird because, like, would, it, would, would this be the third Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar-WrestleMania match? Or would it be fourth? Third third okay yeah because we like... had the one where seth cashed in that was 32 mm -hmm. 34 was the one where we were trying to leave new orleans yeah where everybody was like just the worst crowd for that uh up until that, that point one. it was a great crowd until that moment oh yeah until the main event yeah and then oh man it might have only been two then there may have only been two uh two of those that's what i mean this would be the third yeah oh, okay i thought i was yeah this would be the third one then because then yeah mm -hmm. 35 was not that 36 was roman wasn't on the card 37 was roman brian and edge edge yeah. yeah so yeah but it's it's kind of wild that this would be a version of that match that like i wouldn't hate to see because of the 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 the, the complete character shift in both of them yeah, makes the idea of another Roman Brock match way more palatable, palatable to me. And like, it's it's the joke that we all make of uh, Orton versus Cena. Like, we're, or we've only seen that match a hundred times. It's never not been good. Roman and yeah. Brock has never not been bad. It's just they put a lot of Gaga in it that makes it kind of not fun to watch compared to everything else. Like, and also there was kind of the weight before Bloodline, Head of the Table, Roman. There was the whole weight of just like, we are sick of this dude. He's not, you aren't letting him be as good as we know he can be and has been for this run. Yeah. It's been the suffering succotash, oh, oh Ro, like, oh, Ro, Ro, lol, Roman wins type deal. So, I don't know. I think that that is a distinct possibility that we could end up with just 
one or the other retaining the title and the you, they go on to have that championship match or both could lose their their championships and we go into we get whole, fresh new champions going into WrestleMania. Um but we do still have the two rumble matches uh to go through and we'll run through the as of again Thursday night announced recipient or recipients participants words are hard it's a good thing i don't have to talk into a microphone or anything uh where did this go okay so for the women's rumble tw- uh, according to wikipedia 20 out of the 30 entrants have been announced and those are rhea ripley nikki ash dana brooke carmella queen Zelina, tamina shotzi natalia Aaliyah, naomi Shayna baszler charlotte flair who is the SmackDown Women's Champion? If she wins the match, she gets to pick her opponent for WrestleMania. Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, Lita, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae, Mickey James, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan. Um, I think it's very worth noting that of the 21 announced, seven are not current active members of the roster. Because like they would to to fill the full thirty spots, they would have to use like all of NXT and NXT UK yeah. as well. Like it's 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 kind of rough. Um, Dalton, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you because I have my I I know who I think is going to I have my pick for who I think is gonna win. But who do you think is gonna win it? Flair. You think Charlotte wins? Yeah, it's a weird stipulation to just kind of throw out there. I think like I think if you're going to say like if I win I get to pick my own opponent for WrestleMania. Like I don't necessarily like that like I was saying earlier. Like I actually really hate that concept. But that doesn't mean I don't want to see it happen. Like I kind of want to see how they play off of this. Like is she going to pick somebody that's going to like as her champion like if I was in that situation like if this was all real. Um mm-hmm. I would be like I want Spike Dudley. Because Spike Dudley loses to everybody. So at WrestleMania, to make sure I hold my championship going forward, I want Spike Dudley. Now, that would never happen if they did it with the men. It would be like, I want Bobby Lashley. Like, I would want somebody yeah. worth note. But Well, I mean, depending on the character. Like, someone like Baron Corbin absolutely would, would pick, pick like, yeah. Reggie. Yeah. So I just went to Spike Dudley on that. Um, mm-hmm. But I really want... Like, I kind of want to see how they do it. I don't like it, but... I wouldn't hate that build up as much because then you could have like Charlotte Flair be like, no, I picked you because I know I'm going to beat you and then build the underdog that way for like two months um, and maybe make a credible threat. I think that would be neat. Sorry. All my cats are fucking flying all over this room (laughs) right now. It's fine. Um, I'm going with Lita. Really? I I think. Yeah, well, so you don't watch, um, but I've like, seen that Lita she's and... done. I've seen that she's done like promos and stuff, like in ring. Like there's been yeah. in ring moments. Yeah. Well, and she she had a confrontation with Charlotte where she hit her with the twist of fate. So like, it, it, if Charlotte wins, you know maybe she picks Lita. But I do think that's going to be the the WrestleMania match that we get is because there there's reports going around like nothing that I, like I said I have I would put on the show itself just because you know it's it's kind of rumors type deal but like apparently she's ready for a actual like legit run like this isn't just a comeback like one time one off appearance like with you know evolution and that first rumble match like she's actually ready 
and wanting to do something substantial. Yeah. Apparently there there was talk of her doing something pretty substantial in AEW that just never came to fruition. Yeah. So that and you know like cuz Mickey James isn't winning it. Like it's going to be super cool to see. It's going to be super cool to see her there. But I don't see her if I, if if I had to pick someone that's on the current roster right now I would think Bianca Belair. That would be the good choice. But I but I really think that this is going to be like a big feel good Lita gets the win and then goes on to uh, goes on to face. I really Charlotte. really if you're again if Charlotte has to win, I'm I'm playing that game. It's my least favorite game to play. No, that's usually... that's your that's your that's your pick. That's what's that's what's locked in. Yeah, like if I have to pick Charlotte Flair, I want her to pick Lita, just because I think you can tell a really cool story with that. That being said, if I'm going to get Lita and Charlotte Flair at Mania, I don't want Lita winning the Rumble. That's really weird to say. It is, but <laughs> like again, they're putting the stipulation out there, and I hate it. But it's one of those where I'm like, you said it. You put it into the universe. Now I have to play off of what you said. And like, do I want Charlotte Flair winning everything? Obviously not. She's like a 34-time champion. I mean, she's really good, but like you've put this in the universe now. So I want to see her win it. I want to see her pick Lita because she's old and washed up. That's the story. I Not that I'm saying it's true. I'm just That's the story they'll use. Um, because that's what they did to Mickie James. Whenever she came back was made fun of how old she was for like fucking three years. Um but like they sent all her stuff to her in a trash bag yeah did you hear pat mcafee's like thing about that i'm gonna choke you you mentioned it yeah 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 you mentioned it because i'm the one that told you about it yeah oh you bitch that's fine no i realized after i said that out loud i was like you're the only person i talk wrestling with um (laughs) of course you told it to me uh don't worry i have a really fun story uh news story uh later that i'm super excited to break to you that you don't know about yet um but yeah like i'm just i'm very interested uh, charlotte's gonna win i'm i've just now that i know that's the stipulation she's gonna win she's gonna pick lita i want to see if they shit on mickey at all like i'm very i can't imagine they do i can't imagine they you, do. i think this dude is, i, I can't just... imagine they would either but and that's a big old no. but Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you know, this is this is the uh, this is the olive branch. Not not really an olive branch, but like, hey, we want to do. Uh, you know, maybe there's some other stuff. I'm not ruling out the possibility that there's not impact representation in the men's rumble that we just that hasn't been announced yet. Um, I would be more surprised, but like, if Jonah showed up, uh, I don't. He see. I don't. I I think no for him just because like he didn't seem. His release is too recent, you know. Yeah. So maybe that's also, still a contender. But who? But who knows? And I'm not going to speak for anybody's no, motivations. No, no, no. If if my if my if Red Lobster called me right now and was like, "Hey, we're going to pay you a boatload of money to just like show up and do like a, a fake host shift," yeah, I'd be like, "All right, yeah, whatever." Yeah, slang some but rolls. That also, that that's a yeah. yeah. That that was years ago, so it's fine. They also didn't. Oh, granted, they also didn't fire me. I quit. Yeah. Um, despite what anyone would say. Uh, moving on though last but not least is the men's rumble match oh actually before we do sorry i've meant to ask you this too uh give me one other surprise entrant that hasn't already been announced that you think is a possibility medusa Ooh, i like that shit dude alundra blaze is always around oh alundra blaze sorry i realize this is a wcw (laughs) she's i think she lives in florida 
She's in the mm-hmm. area. Like, she's always in that WWE area. I just realized they're in St. Louis, and I've just been so used to everybody <laughs> being in Florida for the last two years. Um, Alundra Blaze is my one. <laughs> Fuck off. It's I'm tired. You know this. Um, I Yeah, Alundra Blaze. Uh, and not because she's in Florida, because I realized that was a stupid reason now. I just, she's like the one Hall of Famer they haven't announced. Um, but like, you, you almost have to know, like, Molly Holly is probably going to be in there. But I don't see it being my, Molly Holly this year. I think it'd be Mighty Molly. Um, those are my two. Alundra Blaze and Mighty Molly. If you give me Mighty Molly, I'll shit my pants and then go shit yours. You you stole Mighty Molly from me because I thought she was going to have a confrontation with Nikki A.S.H. Uh, because now that Nikki's heel, or she turned on, on Rhea, uh, I could see that. Um, since you said that first, you know what, what would... Uh, no, that's another... See... Because I keep thinking of, like, impact names, but, like, Rosemary would be cool as hell. I don't think it'll happen. Dude, I would... Because, again, I don't... I, I want to I point out, I do not think that Mickey James is in this match because it because she is the Impact Women's Champion. I think Mickey James is in this match because she used to work and did so much work for WWE in the past. And they so said, I, hey, I can you be here think... for this date and we can pay you a boatload of money? Yeah, I don't think this is a, like you know a full-on hey we want to bring in and use impact talent necessarily yeah it, as much as like maybe they maybe they would reach out to someone like a diana Parazzo and have her show up and do something with mickey in the rumble that would be kind of cool but again just the way that she's talked about like her release and things like that kind of makes it yeah seem and, a little bit less like and also so. and this is the big thing with like the men showing up for the the men's bo- uh, royal rumble is I don't see, and even like to this day, I think it's super cool that Mickey James is going to be into it, but I don't see the value in it. Like, I'm not, and that's not an insult on Mickey. I don't see what Mickey gains from being in this. Um, the That Impact Women or Knockouts title does not mean a damn thing to WWE. It's something neat they can say because AEW has been opening the forbidden door for like way longer than it has any right to be called a forbidden door anymore. Um, right. But. So, like, this is their, like, oh, we're doing it. You see it? We're doing it with literally the safest pick. And we're doing it with somebody we're never going to do anything with. And with a belt that we're never going to worry about. Because in our company, we have five women's belts. Like, that knockouts champion means nothing to them. Not that it doesn't mean nothing in the wrestling world. It very much does. But to WWE, it doesn't matter. And, like, yes, would it be cool to have Deanna Parazzo show up? Who also does have some WWE-like history. It would be. But what does WWE gain from pushing an impact storyline? Yeah, and like I said, I, I don't think that it's really going to happen. No, 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 and um, I, it's just one of those think, where, like, some honestly, people do, and I'm like, that's 100%, far-fetched. 100% what WWE gains from this is good PR. It Because this kind of, if, they, if now that the last thing that you know of Mickie James in WWE isn't the trash bag, and isn't, you know, her treatment on the main roster for the last few years that she was there, it's it's that. And, it, and it's, oh, wow, look. WWE is working with the they're they're helping with the little guy. That's out of character. That that is 100% what I think this is. Yeah. This is trying to kind of soften the image of of WWE to like maybe not necessarily like internet fans cuz I genuinely don't think they give a uh, crap about like the hardcore internet fans, but like just as a, you know, conversationally of just like, oh, well now if I google Mickey James WWE, the top story isn't released. Items set in a trash bag. It's, yeah. oh, she appeared at the Royal Rumble. And, you know, and, and they get into that news cycle. So that's, like, that is what I think that they get out of it. Um, but yeah, uh, plus 
Molly Holly was a very safe bet because she, like she just signed on as a producer not that long ago. Yeah, I just it would so, be really cool if she did My, uh, Mighty Molly. Yeah, and like I said, Mighty Molly and now heel Nikki Ash makes a lot of sense. So, uh, but the men's Royal Rumble is also that night because it's the Royal Rumble. That makes sense, right? And we have 22 out of 30 entrants announced as of January 27th. Those entrants are. Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Sheamus, Johnny Knoxville, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Big E, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, Omos, Randy Orton, Riddle, Chad Gable, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. Uh, you went first last time. I'll go first this time. My pick is between two and i started i said i would go first and i haven't nailed it down yet um i'm gonna go Big E. am gonna follow my heart on this one i want to believe that i'm torn between three names right now but my pick is biggie not just because anytime the new day are involved in any member of the new day are involved in a match i want them to win that match just because i i can't help myself i want them to do nothing but win um, but it would make sense that he, the, the promos he's been cutting since losing the championship, like the retribution story, like the, the, the comeback story of the, taking the loss, being affected by the loss, but then going on and propelling yourself forward to redeeming yourself and, and getting the championship back is a good one. And I think it could, it, it would work very, very well. And whether it's against Brock Lesnar assuming that he doesn't have a match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania already planned or against uh, Bobby Lashley. Either one of those would be great opponents for him because remember when he beat Bobby Lashley the first time it was with on the money in the uh, money in the bank briefcase cash in. Yeah. Dalton. Um, who you got? I'm going to um, agree with your answer on this, um, but I'm changing what I think will happen. I think Brock is going to screw Roman out. Rollins is going to win the SmackDown belt. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to put that main feud on Raw because that means a lot to them. Is whenever that main feud of uh, Brock and Roman on there, and then you're going to have Big E and Rollins go for the SmackDown title. Um, the Universal is it the Universal? Yeah, Universal. Yeah, uh, they're going to go for the Universal title, and I think you could tell a really interesting story with Rollins and Big E. Where it's yes, it's the first you got the first two NXT champions. It'll be the first time two former NXT champions main evented a mania or were, had a world title match at Mania. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about that uh, because there's not a lot of NXT champions that have gotten to that level. Um, I think there's a lot of different angles you can play with it. Again. I would probably have a better or different answer for you if it was for the fact that I haven't been following. I do really like the idea of Big E, but I think it'll be Big E and Rollins if they do it. because That makes a lot of sense, too. Because, um, and again, I'm just thinking purely on the way that it, I am assuming how they think. Um, the only people you want beating Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns are... Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. That's the only people you really want feeding losses to those guys. Like, even look at the Survivor Series match where it was Big E versus Roman. Like, mm-hmm. one spear took out Big E. Um, yeah. So, like, you don't really, like, they do not want to make Roman or Brock appear weak. So the only people that can beat Roman and Brock are Roman and Brock. 
you still have Big E who could be this really mega star. So you want to put him over at Mania. You want to give him that moment. Seth Rollins can eat that loss. And it doesn't Easily. it doesn't hurt Rollins. Rollins is still one of the best in the world. Um, it doesn't really hurt his value at all. If anything, if they have an amazing match, which I think Roman or not Roman, uh, Big E and Rollins would definitely have, um, it would only elevate Rollins along with Big E, and that's kind of what you want at the end of the day. So I think like if if it's Big E, I think that's the route they're going to go where Brock fucks over uh, Roman. That builds that feud, Big E and Rollins for the SmackDown title. Um, you have your main your main. Uh, feud on Raw. You have your secondary feud on SmackDown. Even though that SmackDown feud, if we're, I mean, I'm taking it back to 03, where that SmackDown feud is still probably going to be more interesting for me. Um, mm-hmm. But that's how I see that playing out if it's going to be Big E. Besides that, I really don't know how they'll tell any other story. Not saying that they can't. It's just, I have now mm-hmm. told two stories in my head that I would like, that I know I would at least watch one of those shows for. The, the, the other two names that I had that like I think really have the best chance are uh, AJ Styles and Sheamus. Or I'm sorry, uh, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens also maybe Sheamus. Okay. Because Sheamus is just, he's been putting on consistently just amazing matches and it would not be that difficult to have to just like plug him in with whoever is champion anywhere. Yeah. And I would be into it. Sheamus versus Roman, yeah, Rollins, yeah, Biggie, Bobby Lat, like whoever, I will watch those matches. Um, AJ Styles also kind of the same, essentially the same rationale because now that he's split off from Omos, and then uh, Kevin Owens just because th- similar to this what you were talking about with like if Rollins ends up as champion, him coming in even though they're both heels now, uh, but not. You could turn either one of them pretty much at any time if you wanted. Yeah, um, they're utility players. But, they can do whatever you need them to, whenever you need them to. Yeah. So, but I'm excited for the, I'm I'm excited for this rumble. Like I said, I feel like there's so many different moving parts and everything is kind of intertwined that this is the most unpredictable uh, rumble pay per view we've had in a really long time. So, um, my surprise entrant, uh, and it's less that I think this is exciting or cool. I just think that it's the most likely to happen is Gable Steveson. I think that he comes in, he eliminates like three people, and then he gets taken out by someone who down the line when he's ready to actually debut uh, is going to be like his first feud. Speaking of, you remember anytime Samoa Joe got eliminated, we get really excited because we're like, we know for a fact Samoa Joe would start a blood feud with whoever took him out of the Rumble and it was always somebody cool. <laughs> like We're like, oh yeah. yeah, I'll watch that. It never was and it was always a bummer. But I do remember like mm. the few times that he was in the Rumble, we were like, oh, he'll kill that person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my brain just went somewhere else with it. No, that's a safe one. I don't and I like the Men's Rumble more for this because they have more names in it. I don't like having a third of the ro- like third of the field being surprises um granted whenever you can only have one winner it makes sense but like mm-hmm. eight seems again eight seems kind of high perfect world i say six surprise entrance oh no, well so here's but keep in mind like i not not all eight of these are gonna be like hall of fame no no no, no yeah people. yeah there's still nxt like i feel like braun breaker i feel like there is zero percent chance he's not in this rubble yeah and hell you want to put over nxt 2.0 have him win it like i know he's no, thank you i know he's doing stuff right now 
I'm into him. I I have turned around on it. I really wish it was Braun Steiner, and I will go on. I don't. I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm not saying he's not talented. He's just. I do not want him to win the Royal Rumble after being on television for like three months. Ah, it's fine. You've already you already put the NXT belt on him. Like I, I'm just in a chaotic mood tonight. Apparently, when I hit record on this, but like no, when I, when I say surprise, I don't mean like I just mean like so not because I feel like, like knowing this knowing this many people is kind of surprising to me. I just mean like if for a fun one, like when Hurricane shows yeah, up or something like that. That's who I want it to be. Hurricane every year. Hurricane every just. I don't care that hurricane will be a light breeze by the time that it won't pop me. Um, after he busted, after he busted his ass, uh, uh, was it last year getting eliminated? Yeah. I think he's probably going to be like, "Nah, I'm good. Like, let me just let me just agent." I love Shane Helms so much. Um, <laughs> uh, surprise one, um, Jeff Here, it, it, Jeff Jarrett. Can... There's my surprise one. I think we. Yeah, that's more than I'll I'll give you that one because so real quick and again I'll... and here's why. Um, right before the Rumble, and I almost bought tickets to it, they're doing a Jeff and Eric uh, live show, like 30, like, not even 30, like 10 minutes from the building with Conrad Thompson. Oh, yeah, so that's definitely a possibility. Because, like, I almost bought um, tickets to it, and then after he did his GCW thing, I was like, that motherfucker's gonna be in the Royal Rumble, isn't he? Because he's right I'm gonna there. Ask, I'm, I'm gonna ask you this question, and it just, just a yes or no. You don't gotta elaborate. Do you think Cody Rhodes appears at the Rumble? Fuck no! Okay, yeah, that's same. It's fun to speculate, but yeah. No, no again, Asa, it thing. was. I said this last week. It it was more fun three or four years ago where we started figuring out flights from Japan to, to America. Out. That was fun. Let's not be stupid. What like? Again, why would you want somebody that has just actively been shitting on your company for the last two and a half years? <laughs> and like and if you're that person why, so again if you're that person asa why would you do anything other than win that match i am not going to go to a, another company to just lose oh i love that picture to just lose after i've shit on that company for two and a half years and yeah. if i have that attitude for one they're not going to use me and for this is uh, this has been pissing me off for a couple weeks now. Ever since this Mickey Jackson, you got and again, I'm apparently in a mood. I was such, I was so happy when you were here. I don't know what happened with. I guess it was downloading Discord. I don't know, but like, no, I I left and it upset you greatly. That's what it was because I am just fucking on it right now. But like, I hate people. Well, Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho, unless they're fucking winning the thing, why would they be there? And two. If you're WWE, why the fuck would Cody Rhodes or Chris Jericho win the Royal Rumble in 2022? That's more of a shot at... Boys, stop it. That's more of a shot at um, Chris Jericho than Rhodes. Because, like, I believe Cody would be a believable Royal Rumble winner. But, like, nobody wins anything from that. Like, at all. Sorry, I'm done. I No, he's not. To answer your question, I was told not to elaborate. Um, was no no it wasn't that, it was more of you didn't have to if you didn't want to oh and so, apparently I fucking I'm wanted to you, I'm glad you got that out of your system <laughs> that was that was fun that was fun for me um, I really hope so Dylan doesn't think less Dalton of me not, <laughs> Dal- Dalton is a maybe on Cody Rhodes <laughs> <as a lawyer. laughs> I'd rather oh, Jeff God. Jarrett win it. <laughs> 
if he comes out to that GCW remix, uh, I'm fine. Oh, with big it. same, big because, same. Because because that theme from GCW uh, is pretty friggin' baller. Yeah. Uh, I'm try I'm trying so desperately not to be the sad old man who's like, oh, it slaps. It's a banger, but like. It slaps. It's it's a it's a banger. Uh, Derek's wife. Whenever we went to the chain smoke, Derek Boxdorfer, close personal friend of the show. Um, mm-hmm. When we went to the chain smokers, uh, Sadie and his wife like went to go sit down on the floor, and then me and Derek, being the old men we are, um, we sat like up. This was before COVID too, and he referred to a song that the chain smokers did because I like the chain smokers. He doesn't. He said that song slaps, and his wife, who is only like a year or two younger than him. mercilessly just beat the shit out of him with words and i was just sitting cracking up at it now i gotta tell him to start listening to us uh so he can hear that story has he not started listening to us yet he he didn't even know he has lost close per he has lost close personal friend of the show he asked me so did you guys kill off pwu and i was like have you not seen anything we share on facebook like (laughs) i love him he's simple he's simple i love him he has kids um Speaking of that, doesn't matter. You put put us on in the background. We're great for the kid children, <laughs> like Wu Tang, like Wu Tang. We are for the children. Um, speaking of GCW, the world was on Saturday, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was so uh, good. It was it was a solid show. Like I understand that you know not everybody kind of got what they wanted out of it and especially having it be in new york with the new york athletic commission it's the same reason you're never going to see like a true death match at you know ccw or anytime if uh if anarchy or journey pro or, or WrestleMax or glory pro anywhere like if they run in missouri proper because we have the athletic yeah commission. i know and it's you, uh, it's kentucky they have certain rules it's kentucky louisiana missouri new york and oregon are the really tough ones I know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, so you were never going to get, you know, the light tubes and, and yeah. bleeding and stuff like that, which for me is great because I am not a huge fan. Like I said, I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of what, that death. Match whenever style. I told Sadie, I was like, it's going to be GCW. And she's like, oh, I really don't want to watch any death matches. And it took me like midway through to be like, Oh, they can't. Yeah. Like, cause I remember Cardona, I don't know if he broke his nose or something, but he started bleeding and he didn't like freak out. But I'd been in that literal situation when you're in a state you can't bleed. And cause yeah. like I broke my nose and cape and like you start bleeding, you're like shit, 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 shit. And he like, I saw that for a second and I was like, oh yeah, New York also has just a really, I like athletic commissions, but I also really hate athletic commissions. There's there's pros and cons. It's, yeah, it's not just a, a a black and white thing, but yeah. yeah. So, but um, um, but it was run down the. It was oh, like ahead. it was probably the most fan friendly GCW show that you were gonna get, which was really good for what that show was. Like casual fan friendly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Casual fan friendly. Where like anybody could watch that show, and it was a more than palatable independent wrestling show. Yeah. Um. Let me switch this back real quick because I actually talked to I, I talked to Big Lee a little bit about it because he's way more of a deathmatch person uh, and he's been following GCW. Like I casually follow GCW. I know a lot of the bigger names. Uh, I keep up with some of the storylines, but like I don't go out of my way to like watch the shows just because, like I said, a lot of it just it's not quite my thing. Yeah, I know they put on a great product and they have a stacked roster and like I, I mean, absolutely no disrespect for it. But it's very um, it's very ECW in the 90s. That's one like the one thing I compare GCW to because you can see almost anything on that yeah. show. And, and, and this show kind of had that. Um, 
Big Vin, what the pre-show is what really finally, like, truly sold me. Because I've kind of figured, I was like 80-20 going to order it, but then, like, the pre-show was just a ton of fun, and I was like, you know what, yeah, I'll, I'll throw the money at it. Um, but Big Vin won the uh, Paps Blue Ribbon Kickoff Battle Royal, <laughs> uh, and he ended up celebrating with his dad, who is uh, 911, which was super cool, like, there at Hammerstein in New York. Yeah. That was super cool. Um, where did... Uh, the Grim Reefer beat Jack Cartwheel, Dante Leon, Ninja Mac, Alex Zane, and Shane Mercer uh, in a scramble match. That was also just a bonkers amount of fun. Uh, Iron Demon, Shane Mercer looked amazing. Uh, like, all of them, like, Shane Mercer did great. If you were just like, who's your favorite independent worker that more people need to know? It's Shane mm-hmm. Mercer every time. Uh, I will go out of my way to order GCW shows if I think Shane Mercer's in a fun match. And it's always scrambled matches because he like finds a way to beat motherfuckers with other motherfuckers. And oh yeah, and I love Shane Mercer so much. So much, so much of this show. Like apparently Hammerstein Ballroom has a like. Oh, we can turn gravity down to point five. Yeah, because like they're just flipping and flying and just like throwing people. So that was super cool. Uh, the grab the brass ring ladder match: Jordan Oliver versus Jimmy Lloyd versus Alex Colon versus PCO versus Tony Deppen versus G Raver. And then a last minute addition to the match was the eventual winner in AJ Gray, uh, because his match with Eddie Kingston, unfortunately couldn't happen due to Kingston being injured, but he went on to win the match, took a really, a couple very, very nasty falls in this match from multiple people. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the gif of AJ Gray trying to go from one ladder and, and it giving out underneath him. And, but he proceeded to go on to win the match Meanwhile, I thought I dislocated my jaw the other night from eating Taco Bell because I tried to take too big of a bite. So it, uh, it's built a difference. It's really weird. Is everyone in this match? Yeah, uh, I think it was Tyler. I think it was our friend Tyler who's like, oh, no, G Raver just tries to find ways to die. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, no, G Raver is definitely going to die in the ring. And he was like, no, I don't want him to. And I was like, I'm not saying I want him to. I'm saying <laughs> he's going to find a way like G Raver is also one of those guys that I'm like, oh, man, I love watching him but he's super ultra violent about things. And like, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a bleeder and um, like, Oh man, it's that whole match. Like Jimmy Lloyd's amazing. Uh, I was very bummed out. Jordan Oliver didn't win it. He was somebody that during the uh, corn or COVID 2020, like that stepped up in a big way whenever people were canceling left and right. Probably not like hindsight being what it is, but like he blew up. Like he was one of the few people that like really blew up in the indie scene in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I just love watching them, like, do anything. Yeah. No, I mean, everyone in this match is, like, super There was no... PCO, the, PCO like, Antonio PC- Deppin, like, also is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no wrong answer, which was no, the, the best part about it. Yeah. Uh, but that said, I'm very glad AJ won. Uh, Gringo Loco, Dem- Demonic Flamita, and Arez defeated Bandito, ASF, and Laredo Kid in one of the most high-paced, just batshit six man tags i've seen in a in a very very long time the triple stack canadian destroyer was unnecessarily cool uh, um the hearing brett gotta go home over the hot mic wasn't was kind of funny but like unfortunate yeah because you never uh, yeah that's yeah yeah uh let's see blake christian defeated leo rush he was originally supposed to face jonathan gresham for the roh title but gresham was unable to make the show um so leo rush was the replacement this was an incredible match big fan of both of these guys 
Uh, we've had the pleasure of working with Blake at CCW before in the past. Hopefully, uh, we will get to again. But I am just so excited for that eventual uh, Christian Gresham, Gresham match. Yeah. Because Ian, Rick- Ian Riccoboni was there to do commentary for it. And he mentioned that like Jonathan Gresham and ROH have both promised that that match will happen at some point. To make it up to him for not happening at on Saturday. Uh, then we got Joey Janela against Matt Cardona in what was the most fun, most overbooked, probably could have had like six minutes shaved off of it, uh, just cluster of a, of a street fight, because it's all based on a WWE story, essentially, or a WWE style story. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a ton of fun. I loved it. We got to see, you know, just the the quick highlights because we were running long and there's still so much to talk about. Yeah. Um, was so it starts with it's Cardona and Janela going at it. Uh, Chelsea Green looks like she turns on Cardona. Uh, she kicks him in the, kicks him in the ding ding, encourages Joey, but then crotches him on the top rope. Cardona pulls out the the cup. Uh, the cup, which why aren't all wet wrestlers wearing a cup at all times? Somebody that just seems one of my coworkers who was at the show this weekend asked me that question. She was like, "Do you wear a cup when you do that?" And I was like, "No." And she's like, "Why?" And I was like, "If I do an elbow drop, I think it'll crush my nuts more than it would protect them." And she was like, "I feel like all of you guys should be wearing cups more." And I'm like, "I mean, <laughs> we also probably shouldn't be throwing ourselves on the ground, but here we are." <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, um, so that happened. Uh, Mark St- Smart Mark Sterling comes out with for Vincent. Uh, which, which to, to rewind, Cardona's entrance. It starts off with the Enter Sandman, except it's not Enter Sandman. It's Downstate with this like weird rewritten fucking fugcw and internet fan lyrics. It's amazing he's wearing the vest that says fuck mcfoley on the back because he said fuck like, matt cardona uh, a couple months ago at a gcw show everything yeah. that they've done has been so tongue-in-cheek so like if i was to hit the quit hit quick hits they had me at the beginning and then like yep. the first few run-ins they lost me especially with vincent and then marco showed up and they fucking got me again and then the line of the night of chelsea with the canadian destroyer well she's actually canadian so that that makes sense um, like was I was there and then they, and then like they got toward the end. You were losing me a little bit. Brian Myers does the edge thing. You got me then. Oh no, that was. Oh, I said you got like, me back. I was like, they, they brought <laughs> me back. And then at the end, Asa, the best part of the match, Asa, X-Pot comes out and makes the save for fucking Janela. And they found a way to make me root against Cardona and Myers in 2022 at GCW. And all it took was Sean Waltman. Ah, oh, it was such a good match. Best match on the fucking card, and only because of the end. You you say you say that's all they had to do. They had to bust out the nuclear option for you. Okay, he was so in yeah, the he uh, was in the was... neighborhood. He was like, "Hey, you want to you want to <laughs> come do this right quick?" No, he just he just wandered in and decided he wanted to fuck his day up. Yeah. Um. But no, I they they got me back with uh when Swaggle came out. Like I was super excited to see that Shane Stackhouse comes out. Uh. And then, yeah, we get Marco taking out Swoggle, Chelsea Green taking out Marco. That, like, it was it was a ton of fun. But ultimately, yeah, probably went too long. Probably crazy. Like, at a certain point, the commentators were like, well, just so you remember, this is a match between yeah. Joey Janela and Matt Cardona. And again, like, not um, to be that person, but just like to hear people that promote shows. And I've heard the prices of some of the people. 
I'm like mm-hmm. adding up how much this match cost. Now, of course, it probably <laughs> didn't cost that, but at a certain point, I was like, "Holy shit! You wasted your whole." It's the whole uh, community in Abba in the Halloween episode where I'm like, "You mm-hmm. blew your entire music budget on one episode, and it was a throwaway gag at best." Like, yeah. but, it was amazing. Uh, but it no, was the was, best gag. Yeah, it was. It was a ton of fun, and it was. It was. It was. But yeah, I get it. Uh, going on, we had a cool little segment with Mance Warner um, coming out, be, uh, being injured, uh, and then there was some, uh, like, Atticus Kogar comes out, and they do that stuff, and then we got Justice out as well, we had, uh, <laughs> um, even though Virgil was only 100, we know he tried to steal that 100, from, no, no, he got, they, they're going to zoom in on the dollar, um, hearing them talking about it. But the whole thing ended up with Sabu coming out to say, uh, and Alfonso coming out to save the second gear crew. And that was, that was a neat moment for yeah. a couple guys who like either didn't have a match or were hurt and couldn't wrestle on the card. Uh, next match, Ali Catch versus Ruby Soho. Uh, Ruby Soho, this is, this was like the second time that I was very surprised at an outcome because Joey Janela did lose the match against Cardona. Yeah. But it was after Brian Myers wearing the exact edge outfit from one night stand. I, we should have done a podcast just on that match. We really should have. I mean, we could have. We still can. We still can, baby. <laughs> no. Later on. Later on. Um, but Ruby Soho defeats Ali Ketch. Uh, I enjoyed this match, too. It didn't hit quite as hard as I was really hoping it would. Um, but also following, like, the Sabu segment and then that Cardona match, like, it, it, I, I get it. Yeah. It's, that's hard to do. They were, they were putting a tough spot there. Um, but, again, like, okay, so Cardona goes over Janela and then Soho goes over and then we got effie versus jeff jarrett which jarrett coming out to the banger of a theme uh gcw remix and then i hated this finish because of how much i loved this finish it, it comes down to the guitar shot over the head effie's just fucking ready to go and it like just not hulks up but just like screams he's like super intense doesn't phase him and then jarrett without removing the guitar Hits him with the stroke, yep. and it looked terrifying and gross and incredible. Yeah. Um, and this was another one of just like, wow, we are loading the middle of the show here with like <coughs> homegrown GCW people taking some big losses, and that was pretty. Like to me, it was surprising, but it also like made it a little fun, um, because you know if just all good guys win all the time, like I get like okay, yeah, it's it's fun, but. But, like, for all three, I was like, oh, all right, well, yeah. that, that's what we're doing. But I love, I like this match. Jarrett looked good. Jarrett was moving around good. Um, Effie is, I know it's Effie is fine, but Effie is great. Oh, yeah. Um, he doesn't get the credit that he truly deserves on how good of a storyteller no. he is. He's not like, the, it's, it's Danhausen, where he is not the best wrestler in the world. He is one of the best storytellers. And sometimes that's all you need. Exactly. Uh, the GCW World Championship, which was not the main event, which sur- threw me I off whenever the... About. Yeah, same. Uh, but John Moxley defeated Homicide to retain the championship. Again, it was amazing to see Moxley come back. Um, and I want to see that match again. Like, I, w- I want to see them re- go back to that. And then the actual main event was the GCW Tag Team Championship Open Challenge as Mark and Jay Briscoe put, uh, defended the titles against any tag team. Um, I They got me hook, line, and sinker. 
because I was 100% ready for FTR to come out because of all of like between the stuff at ROH and just all the social media stuff. It made a lot of sense. But I was also like, how is Nick Gage not here? Like, he was such a crucial part of that video. Yeah. Like, I knew he was kind of dealing with injuries, but I was like, man, he's not even here. Uh, but then it, he is because it's Matt Tremont and Nick Gage coming out to answer the challenge and win the win the titles. Um, this match was clearly very rushed because they had that hard out for being on pay-per-view. Yeah. Which you could, was really unfortunate. You could tell the last, um, the two championship matches were rushed. Yeah. Like even the Moxley homicide one, you could, I could like, it felt like it was rushed. And I was like, why did they rush that match? And I was like, oh, we have a tag match still. So it made sense. And that like, it's a bummer. They were still both very solid showings. Um, it's just, it's a bummer. Like whenever you're looking at the show too, there was a couple moments like, yes, the Cardona and Janela, they could have shaved enough time off to make up for that there was a few things that you're like, ah, we really didn't like, it's a bummer, but it's Hammerstein. It was GCW. There was so much that meant to, there was so much that meant so many, like so many that meant so much to, to do that, that I'm not going to nitpick and be like, they didn't need to do that to give them more time. Cause at the end of the day, it was still a great show. It's not like all out or the first all in where like they have that giant six man and they're rushing through spots and they're like, we ran over on time where it's like, uh, and a lot of these people, like there was a lot of WWE guys on or ex WWE guys on that that were like they don't need that necessarily, but this one, like I feel like it was a special show and everybody, like at least everybody got their time. Yeah, it it it, it it's hard to do, especially like because those hard outs for like pay per view timing, you know, it, it can be rough to work around that. You don't know what's going on backstage. You don't know. You know, there's there's so many factors at play here. Ultimately, to me, I think everybody involved in the show should be very, very proud of themselves. Uh, I had a great as, as a very casual GCW fan. Like I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, obviously there were things you could nitpick at, but that's every show. No, we haven't seen a perfect wrestling show in forever. Mm-mm. So um, but and also I want to give a shout out to Brett Lauderdale because that speech that he gave before the show started, like after the pre-show matches, but before the main show started, like you could tell the passion that's there and the passion that the that GCW. You know has. how he started, and right? He was a CCW referee. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So like again, if there's anybody, if there's anybody that deserves the credit for making this style of wrestling like still matter, it's him. I mean, he was yeah. OGing it with uh, CZW, and that like he made G- GCW, and I mean, I'm gonna say it. I'm not trying to be a dickhead, but like literally changed the game on independent wrestling. Um, like, get it? I hate you. Um, but like the stuff that he was able to put together in the last five years, like he reinvented mm-hmm. so many people's careers. But, like him and Janela with like the spring bakes, like he, uh, PCO. He wouldn't have been on this run if it wasn't for GCW. Glacier wouldn't have had his awesome comeback that yeah, a couple years ago if it wasn't mm-hmm. for Game Changer. Like this was a very important show that I feel like more wrestling fans need to watch, even if it isn't what you like. Because GCW is it's not a big company, and I don't think it ever will be because it never needs to be. But um, I do truly think that this was probably one of the more important shows to independent wrestling in a really long time. Yeah, and it's super cool that they got to go to Hammerstein. It's super cool that they got to go to uh, that they were on actual like pay per view, um, despite that there may have been shortcomings do- doing both of those things. Um, but I, I, 
I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Hopefully you did too. Uh, if you're listening to this and, and you stuck around for our recap there. Um, but we're going to, we're going to move through some other things real quick. Cause we do have some news of the week to talk about. Um, but if you, especially if you're like a longtime GCW fan, I want to know what, like, let me know what you thought of it. Like, did you enjoy it? Were you disappointed? You know, did you, were you hoping for more deathmatch stuff? Were you bummed about Jeff Jarrett winning? You know, I, I want to know because like, I'm, I, this is very much an outsider's perspective for me. Um, but news of the week, uh, we're going to start off with very, very, uh, very nice, very evil news. And that is Dan Housen is all elite and he made his uh, debut uh, last night on AEW. Adam Cole was trying to pull a chair out from under the ring during his lights out match with Orange Cassidy. And he drug Danhausen out from under the ring. Danhausen stared at him and left. And that was it. <laughs> no, he and gave all he needed. He to gave do. him the half thumbs up and then turned around into the uh, spinning DDT. He, Danhausen? Yeah. Well, like he turned, told Cole to spin around, but he did the thumbs up thing. To be like, hey, oh, I didn't even think. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think he did that. But, I thought he was just he did the he did the fingers and then he like, circled. Like he, was cursing he circled him and then he did this mm-hmm. and then went that way, which then Adam Cole turned around, swung the chair, missed, oh, and then okay. Orange Cassidy hit the fucking thing. But oh, oh that's I didn't even yeah. Think, I thought I didn't. But yeah, I thought he just walked. He off. did the he did the half thumbs up. That's how you knew he was with. Okay. Uh, well, he cursed him. You're right. He cursed him, and then he told mm-hmm. him like, "Hey, Orange is behind you," <laughs> which is really weird after but, cursing someone. But that was a uh, that was super cool to see. Danhausen is someone who it's like this is an easy decision for AEW. You were going to bring him in. He's going to have just millions of dollars in merch sales here. Yeah, like, like... you've just made so you've made so much. He's the number one pro wrestling tees store non signed uh, star sale. Yeah, like star. I'm trying to think of the, the he sold the most shirts of anyone who it doesn't have an AEW contract. Yeah, and uh, like those are the only people who beat him. And it was super smart for AEW because now they can like leech in some of that sale and also you lose absolutely nothing by signing no, Dan because Housen. he's because he doesn't even have to wrestle he you literally no, he doesn't have to be a main event he's not someone that you're going to be like oh man he's not getting a main event match he's not getting a title match because he doesn't have to be he is someone who will fit in perfectly uh occasionally on dynamite on rampage let him shine on dark and dark elevation and then you know all of the backstage stuff. I am so excited to see him show up more on Ethan Page's vlog. Uh, I feel like th- this will get me to start watching BTE uh, <laughs> if, he, if I find out that he's there. I didn't even or think even of that. Like Sammy, or like Sammy's vlogs, like I because I just pretty much Ethan Page is the, and uh, Evil Uno. Those are the two that I regularly watch just because they don't do like story bits. It's all pretty well just backstage stuff and toy hunts. Yeah. Um. So I I'm super happy for him. Uh, it, this got a ton of attention on social media. Like it's one of AEW's like of the signing to like is all elite. Like his is one of the more popular ones. Uh, the video of him debuting is already at almost uh, half a million views. When I looked, when I checked this morning, like it was at like 480 something thousand, I thought, but, uh, but congratulations to Danhausen. This is super cool. Very, very happy uh, to talk about. Um, let me see. Uh, some bummer news, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced that they are canceling events in January. They will resume it back in uh, up in February. This comes straight from their website. The press release 
Thank you for your support of New Japan Pro Wrestling, with a number of wrestlers presenting elevated temperatures or being in close contact with the same, and in accordance with event protocols, New Japan Pro Wrestling has arrived at the difficult decision to cancel or postpone remaining live events on the schedule for January. We deeply apologize to fans for the inconvenience, disappointment, and concern caused by this decision, and appreciate your understanding. Uh, the cancellation affects the following three live events, uh, the Tuesday, January 25th, Saturday, January 29th, and the th Sunday the 30th, and then the 28th, the Friday, January 28th, has been moved to April 18th. So, uh, that's a bummer, but at the same time, like, Omicron is hitting Japan very, very hard, and it, ultimately, safety is what's most important. So, hopefully, everybody who is sick recovers quickly and fully, and hopefully the, the things slow down over there for them. Um, and then ROA, there's a, there's two more stories. I'm going out of order. I just want to rush to get through these real quick. Um, just because the other two are actually pretty significant stories and I didn't want to just like bury them in the middle. Um, ROH announced, this is coming straight from their website as well. Uh, Ring of Honor announces establishment of ROH Hall of Fame to coincide with Ring of Honor's 20th anniversary, which that's crazy to think about. Yeah. Like that blows my mind. Uh, to coincide with Ring of Honor's 20th anniversary, the company is proud to announce the establishment of the ROH Hall of Fame. Since its inception, ROH has created excellence in professional wrestling by giving the best wrestlers on the planet a platform to showcase their talent. Now ROH will honor the outstanding athletes who have contributed greatly to making it one of the most influential pro wrestling promotions in the industry. The first inductee in the inaugural ROH Hall of Fame class will be revealed this Monday. Subsequent inductees will be announced on February 7th, February 14th, and February 21st. Also, each episode of Ring of Honor Wrestling in February will be devoted to a Hall of Fame inductee, and there will be weekly YouTube specials on the inductees. And this is super cool. I like this idea uh, because there are so when you think about it, there are so many people that have contributed to ROH that this could apply to. I mean, it's pretty easy to think CM Punk, Brian Danielson, uh, Samoa Joe. Those are the, those are like the big three, I think. But also like to me, Christopher Daniels. Yeah, that was the name I was uh, thinking. Jerry Lynn, Nigel McGuinness. There, there's so many places that this could go. So is like, did I did did I miss anybody or like, is there anyone that you think homicide? Homicide, Chris Hero. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Like again, it's really neat. Um, it's interesting that they're doing it, um, mainly mm -hmm. because they just had the the shutdown that they had. Um, mm -hmm. But like, I'm all for people that to get their flowers that WWE is probably never going to give their flowers to. Like, or at least not for a long time. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm cool with it. Um, I think it's neat. This is only going to help the wrestling community as a whole. Again, I think we need things that bring us together more than take us apart, and I feel like this is one of those really cool bring us together moments. Yep. Well put. Uh, next story is comes from the Sports Business Journal uh, by John Orand, if I'm saying that correctly. And we finally have comment. It's not a lot, but I think it's enough that we can speculate irresponsibly on um, of WWE's position on selling. Uh, Nick Khan did an interview uh, that this came from, and I'm just going to take the one section out of it. It's a pretty interesting read overall about like the corporate culture and how people before Nick Khan viewed WWE as a corporation in the media sphere, like in the media realm, 
versus him coming in and people being like, no, 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 we shouldn't just be happy that, you know, we have a little seat at the table. Like we could be a bigger deal here. We need to be negotiating harder. Um, so that it, it, I encourage you to uh, check out the article. I'll put the link in the in the show notes. Um, but this paragraph here is what I think is most interesting. The WWE has undergone so many changes since Khan joined in August 2020 that rumors have run rampant that WWE is prepping itself for a sale. Khan said the company has taken some inbound calls from companies looking to buy, but he stressed that WWE is not in active conversations trying to sell the company and is not actively looking to sell. And to me, what that says is that they have fielded calls. There have been... There has been interest shown in some entity out there, NBC, Disney, Warner Brothers, whoever, Google, I don't know, Microsoft, maybe they're buying everything. Uh, but there have been conversations about selling WWE and that it is something that they are open to, because can you imagine an attitude era? Someone saying, hey, so and so company wants to buy you. And Vince McMahon responding with anything with you're fired. Like, I feel like this story now is so much different than what we would have heard back, you know, even just a, a decade ago. Yeah. Of like, because WWE used to be so proudly like, no, they're their own thing. You know, no, you're not going to take us over. And now it is a lot more corporate. It seems, you know, the, the corporate minded with Nick Khan coming in. And the fa- the way that they, the, that the, this was phrased very specifically, I feel like, of not in active conversations trying to sell and is not actively looking to sell. That doesn't mean that they won't. That doesn't mean that if someone comes in with multiple dump trucks of money and offers it to them, that they will say that they won't say yes. It just means that they are not actively on the market. They are not actively pushing to be sold. Yeah. But this, but this reads to me like it's definitely a possibility. It's definitely something that they're open to if they sell i feel like it's going to kind of ruin what they have uh again the more hands you have in a pot the more the it gets diluted and again we're kind of we've been talking about wwe selling since 2020 so it's been a two-year story Mm -hmm. almost and it's one of those where i'm like i don't really have anything else to add to it um i think it's i think it's interesting that nick khan is going out of his way being like no i mean it's uh, we feel it calls like i mean the we mm-hmm. haven't negotiated but we we've right. seen it and it makes it a little bit more real compared to just the rumor and innuendo of it but i just while vince is alive i don't see it selling while he's alive um see but again this is part of right where that story is at and how i think nick Khan really is changing the corporate culture of no i absolutely i 100 percent think like to me if they're not sold by 25 i'll be stunned really i'll be I'll, i will i will be i will be legitimately surprised the the amount of like cuts that they've made like that is all kind of stuff which granted a company a billion dollar company like this is going to take time it's not going to be just an all-night thing look at the microsoft acquisition of activision um activision blizzard thank you that is that isn't going to be finalized assuming it goes through until 2023 until next june yeah so it's not going to be a day and night shift uh you know who are are they going to retain are they is the new owners going to want to bring in their own story people like there's so many 
complicated moving parts that like ultimately we are not really qualified to talk about from the business sense um but it's interesting at least i find it yeah maybe you do too i don't know let us know if you think wow this is stupid tweet at me do it at nerdiest part uh and then the last news story before we get into some action figure news uh that is pretty cool uh this came this came out earlier today this is again from the sports business journal from again john orand and i'm sorry if i'm saying that wrong uh, but Disney secures first WWE deal will carry WWE Network in Indonesia. Uh, Disney cut its first WWE deal, agreeing to an exclusive pact to carry WWE Network in Indonesia. The deal will make the WWE Network available on Disney Plus Hotstar, starting with the Royal Rumble on January 30th. The agreement makes all WWE live events available to Disney Plus Hotstar subscribers via a standard subscription. Um, so this is kind of just like, all right, now Disney and WWE have an official partnership here. Now, granted, it's not like anything to do with us or, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to have to now sign up for Disney plus instead of Peacock. Um, but it is, it's still interesting to know just like, Hey, over here, look, look at this. Because it's not any kind of like ownership thing or anything leading to a sale. Yeah, it's like just that. kind of a yeah, just a little side thing. But again, I think it's interesting enough. It's it's worth mentioning. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Entering the playing with ourselves segment because we are children. Uh, we got a look from uh, a UK toy fair of a new potential AEW uh, figure line called AEW Supremes. Uh, these are 29, six and a half inch scale. Uh, the first ones are just like, they look like cartoon drawings, 20, uh, like from a coloring 29, book. Uh, Baker and Cody Rhodes. Uh, 29 points of articulation. Oh yeah, no, no, I know these aren't the actual figures. Oh. This is just like a proof of, like for the package. I thought you said kind 29 of like, and I'm like, we don't know the price on them yet. They was 29 points no, of articulation. No, 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 no. Okay, my bad. No, like the the proof of concept, like box art that we can see, it looks like they're cartoon drawings. Yes, because they don't. It doesn't look like they have prototypes even ready to show yet. Um, but no, twenty nine points of articulation, higher deco counts uh, versus unrivaled figures, premium entrance gear, interchangeable legs, arms, and hands, and enhanced joints versus unrivaled figures. So really, this sounds like it is AEW's action figures answer to the wwe ultimates line um so i if and again we don't have videos so you've been watching me for like the last 10 minutes or not 10 minutes but five minutes like moving my body really weird and it's because i'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out the amount of articulations because like i don't i should have taken a figure and like had it in my hand <laughs> so you're acting like you're you okay hip swivel yeah no and you and you see you literally see me do that um, I have been. Um, <laughs> oh, I wish we. Oh, man. Because uh, I want to say an unrivaled. F- don't be this weird in front of Greg, man. No, you're like, good. Just gonna, don't gonna blow don't talk us. about articulation on action figures, and I won't. Um, I think a normal unrivaled is at 25. Um, for it to be um, a supreme and it have 29 points of articulation, um, I think it would have to be. And this is really weird, and I don't want it to be this um, hand articulation. Uh, like old Toy Biz Marvel Legends would have a pin going through the knuckles so you could open and close the hands. I don't want that. Toe articulation would be cool. That would add two more points. If I'm trying to add four more points, um, I think that you'd be doing more articulation in the torso and possibly um, 
the hips having uh, kind of a disjointed Marvel Legend thing that's going on right now where you can actually like not dislike locate the hip, but you can move the leg down and up to allow for more poses. Um, but again, I just don't have, I want to say an unrivaled is, or an unrivaled unmatch normally is at like 25. Um, so to add, it does not say on the box. I would, I, I would legitimately, Ace, I'm not joking. I have to have the action figure in my hand. You could show that to me and I could count out some of them, but, um, Oh no, I, I, I just meant like maybe cause you know, I maybe, maybe toys are so advanced that like you don't even have to do it anymore, but I distinctly remember seeing action figure boxes that have that brag about the yeah points number of points of articulation so i just thought maybe it would say it on the box of like how many points i want to say it's 25 but i could be wrong uh matt 26 if you count not important um i think it's cool that they're adding to the unmatched unrivaled um i really hope that we don't have the ultimate issue where the bodies are drastically different to the point that the figures themselves don't fit in that's why you add those really like intricate um cloth details so that way you can hide the bodies the edge ultimate is a great figure if you keep it in the robe oh but like if it's just you know in his ring gear it's it looks it's, like, a, it's is it is it that it looks weird or that the it, body like the side the scale is the off? body is really different um and some of the ultimates have that problem some of them don't like the ultimate hogan is uh the nwo hogan is fucking gorgeous um, some mm-hmm. ultimates are amazing. Some of them aren't the Bray Wyatt, um, the first one, which is going to lead into a story in a minute. Um, I'm excited about it, uh, to see what they're going to look like. That being said, I'm not going to buy the first two because unless the Britt Baker is like amazing, I have the Cody Rhodes I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see this one blowing me away to the point where, cause I have the purple and silver, the Homelander gear isn't going to make me want that one more it's just not uh if the Britt baker's awesome i might get it just because sadie's a big woman's collector so it might be worth it for us to get that but um yeah i'm kind of on the fence about it as a as a whole i think it's neat i like that they're not screwing with their line and they're enhancing it that's how why we got unmatched well we got unmatched because they wanted more peg shelf or peg space on mm-hmm. things, and they're like, if we have more figures to offer, even though they're the exact same thing, um, and this kind of does that too, like because well, I mean, we don't know if these are going to be in store ring like ringside yeah. exclusives. Yeah, um, so I mean, we'll we'll wait and see. Well, the, the official announcement is coming down the line. If they're ready to show these at a toy fair, I'm sure. And it's it's just wait. digital renders. So like, if it's a digital render yeah. right now, we probably won't see the figure in for another four or five months at the earliest. Oh, I just. I just mean like we'll get more details on are these going to be sold in stores yeah, versus yeah, yeah. ringside exclusives like maybe even price points. Um, but if they're already ready to show them at toy fairs, we're like I said, it probably just a few weeks away. Well, from, Jamie Padauer uh, needs to get on this fucking Danhausen figure right now. <laughs> uh, he tweeted something, but I can't remember. It, it was like, who wants a Danhausen figure? Uh, just like it was like a poll, and then it was like, this is no, for scientific it- reasons. No, it was. I'm talking about the one where it had something to do with, um, uh, like, oh, this is this was a secret, but like, thanks for giving me the heads up, but like, I couldn't tell if it was sarcastic. It was or sarcastic because so, it was like, like maybe something's. Thanks for keeping that one a secret. Now I'm super behind. It was like something like that. Yeah, so I couldn't tell if it was like. So does this mean we're not going to get one for a while, or he knew this was going to happen and like we're going to get one sooner than you would think? Um, 
but I don't know. Uh, hey, speaking of Bray Wyatt and these WWE Ultimate lines, Dalton, uh, we got the newest wave. So these are just two figures per wave in the Ultimates? Ultimates are only two per wave, yeah. Okay, and then so uh, it was, were these reveals? Or you can you can pre-order we, them right now. We, we're we knew they were the, coming, but we literally had little to no information. They did a, like the Bray, we didn't know at all. Or we knew it was this coming. Is, this is the f- we knew it was coming, but we didn't know this, what it looked like. But it's the fiend, and it's Alexa. Yes, yeah. um, Alexa's gonna come with two different cloth shirts and um, the dress, and then mm-hmm. it's gonna come with normal Alexa, so you can have an Alexa Bliss Ultimate, or you can have the Firefly Funhouse Alexa Bliss, which I think is cool. Um, I don't see anybody buying this Ultimate and being like, "I'm just gonna have it as a normal Alexa," because we've had enough Alexa elites at this point that I'm like, "No, there's better ones out there." This is strictly for the Firefly Funhouse completionist. Um, the Bray is a really weird choice. Um, and not just because he was released. Um, he's going to get in that really rarefied air of having two ultimates. Uh, not a lot of people have that. Um, right now, I think it's Cena and Rock. And I want to say that's it. Um, and they gave us Which... they gave us pretty different ones. Um, the... Oh, Hogan has one too. Hogan has two of them. Uh, but... This is the lamest one uh, because they gave us a really good ultimate with the first fiend. There was little things that were wrong with the figure that I'm not a big fan of. It's not tall enough in my opinion. But the first one, he's in his tank top with the praying hands and it comes with the Bray Wyatt belt. Um, it's awesome. This one is super bare bones. It's the rest. It was his last appearance. Um, it comes with two interchangeable heads. It, you can do the shoulder swap for the jacket, which is a really cool addition. But man, there is literally no... Like, I could see one reason I would buy this figure, and it's because I want to put the boots on this figure on the first Ultimate. So, Mattel is only going to get me to buy this as if I want to do a, a part swap. But that's a $30 part swap. Like, there's no is reason it- for me to do that. So I've got both of them. I'm pulled up on both of them. Um, I, I man, I really can't even tell. It almost looks like it's the same head. It is. The alternate head is the yeah. same with the tongue yep. sticking out. It's the same jacket. Yep. Um, the torso it might even be the same. The torso and the it boot might even be the same arms. It might be the same extra arms on it too. I can't really. I, can't I think quite it is because they have one has the hands already on it. The other have the hands separate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the torso is different. The original, the first one from uh, Ultimate Edition Seven has the tank top. This is more the full body suit. Um, this was so wow. That's actually and then the the like you mentioned the the fiend championship belt. Yeah, um, I, came with that uh, seven. So I was yeah. This is kind of surprising. I was in a um, figure chat this morning on Facebook. I just I apparently woke up and wanted to talk about action figures with people. And someone mentioned this, and I said, they said, is this the worst ultimate? And I said, it's not the worst looking one. It's the worst choosing one. I don't see why anybody would want this one over the first one. Because I think the first one is more indicative of what The Fiend was. Um, is the fir- is the first one, well, no, it's, it was on ringside available to order. So I was going to say, it's like, is it hard to find? Like, maybe this is for the people who missed out? But it's, it's too different, though. Because this is very much like, remember how much I hated The Fiend once they burned him alive? This yeah. is the fiend after he transformed for some reason at WrestleMania. When he transformed back, yeah, into not crispy fiend. Okay, 
Um, yeah. That was so. It's get the fiend that was a thing for like a year and a half, or get the fiend that was a thing for like fifteen minutes. And there are some Bray Wyatt completionists. I even said I was like, if you're a completionist, I will not fault you for getting this. But there is almost no reason for me to buy this figure. Because I can do a boot swap on a couple different figures and maybe get the version I want. I'd lose toe articulation, but oh well. Um, but like, there's not like there's not enough on the bone for me to justify getting this figure. Um, even if they fix the height, I would still be like, no, but this fiend's cooler. Like, if I could part swap them, which I'm sure I could, like, it would be worth it. But like, it's really like it's a weird choice. The Alexa's awesome. I will put that Alexa figure over to the end of the world. But the fiend is just mm-hmm. not. That's not it, Chief. It's just not. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, and then, real quick, uh, Mattel Retro Four Pack go on sale tomorrow. What is um, you, what does this mean? So the Mattel Retros. This is the. This was their reviving the Hasbro line. Um, I bought a few of okay. them whenever they first came out. You got me the Dean Ambrose. Um, I ended up not being as into it as I thought it was, and got rid of all of them. I still have a few like original Hasbro's, but like I pretty much got rid of all of the. Um, retros uh whenever they got rid of the retros there was a big uprising on the major wrestling figure podcast community because they really liked having a continuation to the hasbros even though they weren't close and um Mm. so they said like they they got rid of the retros so they could do the masters of the universe figures that was a big that was the reason like they couldn't make both of them at the same time now that we're done with masters of the universe wwe figures they're going to bring back retros but they're going to do it in a super small way um this is going to be on mattel creations this is the same like this is their crowdfunding site although these have already been made they're not crowdfunded uh you can just buy them on mattelcreations.com it is a four pack it is mr p or mr p mr t um <laughs> mean gene okerlin uh roddy piper and bob orton um i don't know how much it is i just know that the sales going up tomorrow the website's currently open for it like you can look at them they look cool but like they don't look like Hasbro's. They look like knockoff Hasbro bodies with WWE heads on them. Um, like the heels and faces look like Hasbro's. The Cella Toys retro figures look like Hasbro's. These don't. Um, they look weird, uh, but people are into them uh, because Cardona and Myers are into them. So that makes people be into them. That's another story. But um, if you want them, they're there. Uh, they're not uh... for me. Mattel create this so toynewsy.com uh will be going up for pre-order on the Mattel Creations website starting next Friday uh, which is tomorrow because this was posted last yeah. week uh January 28th at 12 p.m. Eastern for $55. It, it's it's so, not a bad deal. For four fi- Yeah, for four figures that's not bad if this, especially if this is something that you're um into and looking at them they kind of they're weirdly proportioned it kind of seems like but that's also just that style um, but Mr. T is in the red, uh, red tights and, uh, gold boots. Piper's got the kilt, uh, Bob Orton in the green gear with the, uh, cowboy hat. And then Mean Gene is in the classic blue blazer, khakis, black pants, and he's got the mic. And this is the first time they've done a not wrestler in WWE in this form. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, and so a lot of people are hoping that they're going to build, like, you can get an actual figure fed out of these. They're just, they're not for me. I tried. They were neat. I got the New Day and then got rid of them. Uh, and then there was, like, a couple other ones I got. But I have a couple of old Hasbros. Uh, I've thought about getting to Heels, to face, heels and Faces because they're more accurate because the guy that actually did the art for the Hasbro WWE figures are the ones doing the art for the 
heels and faces. So they are like a mm-hmm. proper spiritual predecessor to those. But these, are, they're neat, but they're not for me. Just stop worrying about these Mattel and give me my damn ring. That's what I want. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, but that is it for the news um, and for the action figure news. Thank you, everyone, who tuned in for joining us uh, again tomorrow. Big day. We're interviewing Greg Miller over at Kind of Funny Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. And I'm super excited. So, but what do you think did you what are your thoughts on royal rumble do you, you who do you think's gonna win who do you think are gonna be a some surprise entrance still coming what did you think of gcw are you excited for any of the new figures to come out who do you want to see be a AEW supreme um are you as interested in the potential of wwe selling as i am let us know you can do that on twitter uh you can tweet at the show at nerdiest part uh, you can tweet at me. I am at the five star man. You can tweet at Dalton at PZ eighty five D Anthony. Um, that is the best way to do it. Again, Royal Rumble watch along Saturday night. Twitch.tv slash the five star man. And as always, follow the show, share the show, um, rate the show if you're available. You can do that on Spotify. Uh, if you hit the little three dots and play, even if you don't listen to the show on Spotify, you can hit the three dots. You can uh, mark all episodes as listened or mark them as read whatever and then you can give us that five star rating so but that is going to do it for us thank you so much we appreciate you very very much you mean the world to us have a great week and hopefully we will see you talk to you tomorrow